Welcome back. Every playlist tells a story. Our weekly get-together, talk about a song we dig, tell some stories, visit with each other, and whatnot. I'm Todd. I'm Jimmy. And uh, we're back at it again. Jimmy, what's going on with you this week? Uh, I'm looking out your window, watching all the wonderful Canadian geese out by the lake here. It is summertime, and the living is easy. They got it made, don't they? You know, they, you talk about uh, reincarnation. You know, what animal would you want to come back as? I'd want to come back as a duck. Duck. Yeah, a duck, because if it's warm water, cold water, cloudy, sunny, life's good. Life is good. Life's good. I'm, I'm golden. You know, yeah. Taking right. back and loving life. Okay. Just, just swimming animal. around, flying around. Yeah. Doing your thing. Not good. a care in the world. Not a care in the world. Okay. I just hobble where I want. <laughs> what about you? Oh, if I was going to come back as an animal? Yeah. Oh. Probably some sort of a bird. I mean, I like the idea of being a, maybe an eagle or something, flying around. An eagle? I, you know, I don't know. I don't really want to be one of those scavenger things. Though, that kind of creeps uh, me Because they are bit. scavengers. Yeah. You know, Frank, yeah. Franklin. Uh, you know what? Penguin. A penguin. Penguin. You like the winter time. No, I actually hate the cold. So why penguin? Well, because they don't seem to mind. Okay, so... So maybe the cold to me is the summer to them. That's heavy. They just kind of waddle around, kind of doing their thing, group up in a big old bunch, hang out. Pretty God, the seals and the walruses? Yeah, no. no. We'll, yeah, we're going to no seal zone. I mean, I, I guess a duck get, you know, duck season. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah everything's, so, everything's... They're all vulnerable. <laughs> everything's got a downside. We're now on the top of the food chain. No. But no. they seem to enjoy life. They do. They do. Yeah. I'd probably, like, have to fly off to... You know, like Disney World or Disneyland and just hang out in the lakes there. You know you're safe there. Yeah, I hope so anyway. And then maybe not so much in this county because, you know, you're surrounded by hunters. Yeah, a lot of hunters. A lot of, actually, the road back there. There's a lot of speeders back there from time to time. So I'm always worried about them getting hit, but they always seem to get out of the way. Gotcha. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's nice. Like I said, we got a bunch of geese out here. I've gone out there before and counted more than 100 of them. And they're, they're cute. Around this time of year, because they got the babies, and you see the little ones walking around. The other day, I was watching them. They were all like learning how to swim and take off flying out of the water and stuff. It was kind of interesting to watch. But very close to mama. But man, they are a mess, and they are uh, mama don't mess around. Those mamas are mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, my little girl's two years old, and she wants to get close to yeah. the, the ducks. You know. Uh, no, I've seen the videos of yeah. Mama Duck just my, going crazy. My, every dog I've ever had knows better to even just, like, the, the dog I've got now, she will go outside, she'll look at the ducks and go the other way. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and especially the geese, I mean, the Canadian geese. Oh, yeah. They're, they don't, yeah, they're very aggressive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Angry. And they love water, which is a good tie into this uh, particular uh, song. It, it could, yeah, absolutely. Uh, my song today... Is, is a little unique in that it's not really a song from a record or anything. Um, I'm calling this one uh, the Brody Quint Hooper Trio. Nice. Uh, the song is Show Me the Way to Go Home. It is from the 1975 film Jaws. You know, this is my favorite movie of all time. Is it really? If I had to pick one movie and the rest of them had to go away. Really? Jaws has always been my favorite because that was the first movie I remember seeing in the theater my sister was having a slumber party and they were going to go see Jaws and this is 75 I was 4 4 yeah and my mom I, you know, I wanted to really go mainly because it was all the girls and 
and Jaws. And Jaws is, looked cool. It yeah. just looked the poster. I seen right. you, know, you, know, you know you see it. There was a lot of hoopla with Jaws. It was the first big summer blockbuster in history. And it started the summer. Uh, you know the idea of summer is when the blockbusters come out. Right. Um, so. She let me go, but there was a word of warning. She said, you watch this movie, you're going to get sick. I just remember her saying that. If you watch it, you'll get sick. I will get sick. I remember her saying that. And now I'm four years old. She's talking to me. So I went and saw the movie. I came home, and I threw up. I got sick. <laughs> Did you really? I really got sick. And I'll be damned if Mom wasn't right. But at the same time, it's sort of like, uh, you know, with my daughter, she... Um, she loves the idea of bells and trains. Okay. But when the trains are going by and we're like parked and letting the train go by. Right. Or if we're uh, next to the bell tower and the bell goes off, she freaks. Doesn't like Absolutely freaks. Likes but, the idea of it, but doesn't like the actual experience of it. Yeah, it was frightening. It was a frightening movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was so fascinated by it right. afterwards. I mean, it forever. I will never get tired of this movie. I had no idea. Yeah, Jaws is one of those movies that people, I, I, you know, I think my mom or I'm not sure somebody in my life, and probably several people in my life have talked about being terrified after seeing this movie. Yeah, you know, this is you know, this, you got this. Uh, I've had people tell me the same thing about The Exorcist and, and whatnot. This movie falls kind of in that in that genre of, of really freaking people out uh, at the time it came out. Um, and, and circle back real quick, Roy Scheider, Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfus, that's the Brody Quint Hooper, uh, for those that don't know. And I, this is a movie that I always knew existed, and I probably never watched until about four years ago. You're kidding me. I mean, I've, I've always kind of seen like bits and pieces right. of here and there. For whatever reason, it was, you know, beginning of summer four years ago, and I started watching it. And... I really dig this movie. I absolutely love it to the point where I probably watched it every time it was on that I saw a listing for it. I would click over and watch it. Early on in the watching of it, this this particular scene where the the Brody Quentin Hooper characters sing that "Show Me the Way to Go Home," you know, they there's a little talking of you know they're telling stories about broken bones and broken hearts and whatnot and. You know, they start singing this song, and it leads right into you know the the shark attack or on the boat. One thing I learned, and just by you sent me like a the video right. clip on YouTube, and I realized that sharks sharks do not like this song. Right? Oh yeah, not they're not big fans. Uh, I think it's a great song, but man, Jaws yeah was furious that they were singing. Oh, what happened? He started hammering the side. Was of the not having immediately. It. Yeah, in the middle of the song. Yeah. So yeah, I've you know ever since I've kind of fallen into this movie, I've always loved the part of the movie where they sing the song, and you know I've, I've always been a fan of little drunken ditties and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, I, yeah, it's just it's stuck with me to the point where I, I remember going and looking it up so I could see what all the words were, writing them down because I wanted to learn it because I wanted to I wanted to know what I was singing when I was singing along watching the movie. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a fun little ditty that they sing in the movie. Um, did some research on it as much as I, I could find. I, I did some IMDb stuff, watch YouTube, uh, some Wikipedia stuff. The song itself, the "Show Me the Way to Go Home," written in 1925. Okay. Uh, first recorded in 1926, so this probably qualifies as the oldest song 
I'm, I'm going to do a review on. I don't know that I go potentially any further back, but you never know. But, you know, something, you know, this is, this song is a hundred, almost a hundred years old. Well, I mean, you think about, I think the first ever recording was uh, Thomas Edison doing, reading Mary Had a Little Lamb, and he was 20th century, so it couldn't have been long after that. Yeah, no, it's early on. Um, the credit for writing the song goes to Irving King, but according to the internet, that was a pseudonym for two gentlemen, uh, James Campbell and Reginald Connolly. And the story on the internet, again, says that uh, they wrote this song while they were on a long train ride, had had a few drinks, and were getting tired. Wow. I mean, that's almost the entire lyric. It's pretty much the whole song. Wow. With the song, there were tons of versions. There were some versions from, like I said, the 20s with kind of that whole 1920s sound, the orchestration, that were kind of cool, and I dug them. Um, there were some versions from some new artists. Like there was an Emerson, Lake, and Palmer version that was a lot slower. Emerson, Lake, the prog rock band, yeah. Emerson, Lake, yeah. and Palmer. Yep, there's some wow. stuff on YouTube. Um, but for my money, if you're going to listen to the song, just A, either go to YouTube and just look up that scene and just watch it. Right. Or better yet, just start from the beginning. Just, just pull up Jaws, and I'm talking Jaws 1. Not two, three, seven. Jaws in 3D. No. Jaws in Revenge. And I'll tell you what, with, when I got on this Jaws thing, Jaws 1 is, is the constant. Yeah. Jaws 2, I'm, if, I'm iffy on. Movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm here and there on. Jaws 1 is always. If I see Jaws, I'm yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, and, and since then, the, the, the summers after that, I mean, if I see Jaws to me is a summertime movie like Christmas Vacation is something you watch a thousand times in December. Right. I will watch Jaws from April, May, June, whenever it starts up playing, all the way through June, July, August. If it's on, I will watch it. Yeah, and then at the end movie. of the season, when they stop showing it a thousand times, I I kind of miss it. You can't watch it in the fall or the winter or the spring. You can, you can, you can, but it's not the same. Yeah, but I, it's but it's just as good. There are places like lakes that will you can get out in the lake yes. on your raft and watch the movie. Yeah, floating in the water. I've seen that. That's, yeah. That's an odd concept. That is an odd concept. It seems interesting and it seems like I could tolerate it, but I, again, don't know if flip-flopping around on a float with my feet dangling in the water. I mean, if it's a lake, it's one thing you're not too worried about, but I've been in enough lakes and had a fish or something yeah. swim by and touch it. It gives you the GB, so I can only imagine watching Jaws on a big screen in the dark, in the water. My favorite thing about this song in the movie is that this is really the only time that Hooper and Quint bond. Yeah. It, it, my favorite thing about the movie is the dynamics of those three guys. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Quint is the old man of the sea, raised, you know, blue collar, maritime. I mean, yep. It's been his entire life fishing. And Don't sharpening. tell me how to do it. I know what I'm doing. The old, old, old way. And then you got Hooper who was, you know, he's a college boy. Yep. You know, he's... Uh, I forget who he worked for, but he, you know, he he's the technology guy. You yeah, believes he's, he's he's from the science. Yeah, he's from the scientific uh, point of view. Yep. And seeing them two collide, and those two worlds colliding, man. Yeah, it's it's gold. Yes, it's gold. Yeah. Uh, and then and then he, Brody. Brody's just who's no clue. Right. He's a fish. Talk about fish out of the water. <laughs> yeah. He he moved to um, was it Amity Amity Island. Yeah. He moved there to get away from the violence in New York City or the big city. Yeah. Um, 
only to get thrown back into this different kind of violence. I mean, there's no escape for him. No escape for him. And he's got to manage the thing. You know, yep. it's his charter, his boat. And, and you're right. I mean, it's 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 the it's the time in the movie where they all kind of come together and they quit bickering among themselves. And you know, of course, alcohol's involved, and they're telling telling their stories and whatnot. And and again, going back to the different versions that I looked up, it's you know, there's to me this is a you got to have some a level of intoxication. You got to have several people at that level of intoxication and that to me is the best version of this song it's yeah. just just a couple of drunk idiots good Sick. for the campfire good for the campfire good for yeah yeah exactly you know the thing that the reason why hooper started singing that song was because he um, you know they were, you talk about sharing or they were comparing scars and yep. whatnot and he asked him what the uh what that mark was on his arm and he says the tattoos are removed and it was a tattoo the uh, the USS Indianapolis. Yep. And Quint was on the boat that delivered the bomb that uh, went off in Japan to end the war in World War II. And he talked about how he was hit by a submarine, went into the went to the ocean, and had to deal with sharks picking his uh, buddies as yeah. the soldiers one at a time. And, yeah. And that you know there was something to say about that because that story had never been told to the public. Right, it was very confidential. That's why they had. To, that's why they were in the water for so long because it was so top secret that a um, distress signal was never sent out. It was a real story, uh, and to, that's what made the movie for me was that moment. Oh yeah, because it gave Quint like a mo- okay. That's why Quint is what that's, he is. That's who. He, that's why he's who he is. He's not just a drunk ass bag, you know. Right. He's he, he he's seen some shit. He goes sharking because he's got a a vendetta. You're right. Yeah. There's yeah. There's a history there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, back to the song. According again, according to the internet, I guess there's a, a, a Liverpool FC, which is I guess football or soccer, oh, as we right, call yeah, it. Yeah. There's a there's a team, and, and evidently uh, fans will chant a version of the song to mock the away team and the fans. And it goes something yes. like, "Show them the way to go home. They're tired and they want to go to bed because they." Because they only have a football team compared to the boys in red. Oh boy! And uh, again, going back to what I said a, a moment ago, that whole chanting of multiple voices singing that. And I've never been to a you know a soccer game over in England or anything like that. But you know stuff you see on the sports channels or on TV or whatever is fascinating. That the level of uh, fandom, fandom, yeah, it's it's strong. Yeah. And I can I, I can imagine it times scary and, and can't imagine being an away team fan going there and never having having all of that being chanted and shouted at you is has got to be quite intimidating. Oh, much worse in the NFL. Much oh yes, yeah. yeah. I would never wear a Saints jersey to an away team because I don't want to, I don't want to hear it. Don't it? Yeah. I don't want to get you know people throwing beers at me and stuff right. or even mocking me. Yeah. I don't because there's, there's no win because if you lose. They're sticking it to you. And if it's you like win, they're, yeah. they're angry at you. Yeah, there's no win. And yeah. I, I don't understand people wearing the away team's jersey to, you know, to to the home crowd, and, you know, at a home game of the, of the right. time you're wanting to lose. That just that, that concept never registered with me. That's that's kind of my report on this. I mean, it's like a short little. It's not even really a full song, a little ditty of a song, but 
A couple other notes I've um, talked about in the past doing a Spotify playlist. I actually found a version by a group called Squalas. And it's a decent version of it. It almost sounds to me like it's kind of the audio pulled from the movie to some extent, and there's some effects on it and whatnot. It's, it's good enough for me if I can't get to the movie, but I do have it on several playlists that will come up, and you know I'm always happy to hear it, and I'll always sing along, and it always makes me happy. Uh, but again, if it's for me, going watching the YouTube video or just watching the Jaws movie just to get to that scene is, is the way to do it. And then with my categories, if I'm co- I think it's on my cooking playlist, probably in my yard work playlist. But for me, kind of my happy place with this song would be hanging out with a bunch of friends, having some cocktails. Like I said, getting about that, uh, getting about three fourths into your night of cocktails because that's about the the right amount to me of of letting loose, <laughs> no but not going too far. Yeah, because you know after that three fourths mark, it's downhill. Yeah. it's I mean that that last. 25% of that drunken night. I mean, at that, at that, if you get to that three-fourths, this song comes on, you and a couple buddies sing it, it's time to go to bed because nothing good happens after that. Yeah. Everything after that becomes somebody threw something in the fire and burned it up by accident or on purpose or a fight breaks out or whatever. Drama. Yeah. So so if you, if you my advice is if you get to the point and you're having some drinks, the song comes on, everybody starts singing it, say your, say your goodnights and go to bed. Yeah, that's a good way to end it. Yeah. Because it's probably the sign that it needs to end. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a thank you goodnight. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm curious, did, did you ever find the lyrics to the entire song? Because the shark interrupted them. It did. It's, it's listed uh, on uh, the internet, show me the way to go home, tired, I want to go to bed. I had a little drink about an hour ago. It's gone straight to my head. Oh, without looking it up now, there's a whole... Oh, there are more lyrics. Yeah, there's a whole second verse. And okay. even the song from 1926 is like a several minutes long. Kind okay. Of, you know, some other stuff in there. But, you know, the core of that, what they sing in the movie, is, is what I dig. And the other the other thing uh, about this song is it's been... Uh, this song been referred to in literary works, movies other than Jaws, as well as TV shows. Uh, there's even a Family Guy episode where Stewie uh, is being taken to bed. It's one of the early family guys, but he's show me the way to go home. I'm tired. I don't want to go to bed. I'll be damned. So, yeah, it's, it's a, a listing. I think uh, there was an episode of Lost where one of the characters was singing it uh, at some point. Uh, there is an appropriate time for it. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, so that's my report. If uh, you haven't heard it in a while or you haven't heard it, man, get yourself Jaws. Check out that. That Brody Quint Hooper trio of "Show Me the Way to Go Home" and that's uh, a nice band name. I, you know what? I struggled with a little bit, and and that's what I came up with. Yeah, it's, <coughs> it's very folksy. Yeah, it, it, it kind of goes along with it. Cause, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. What do you got? Uh, my song this week is a song again. That's um, definitely a go-to when I'm running along miles there, uh, getting ready for this uh, marathon coming up. It's a uh, Song called "Bonzo Goes to Bitburg" by the Ramones. It was released uh, June of 1985 as a single everywhere but the United States. It didn't show up on the album until the following year. Uh, the album "Animal Boy" and uh, was titled on that album "My Brain Is Hanging Upside Down." Um, and there's a reason for that. I'll get into. It was recorded at Intergalactic Studios in New York City. Uh, the Ramones. I don't know. Should do I need to talk about the Ramones? I mean, um, yeah, just quickly. I mean, just a brief background. If you don't know who the Ramones know. are, shame on you. Yeah, they're. I mean, well, this is brief. Uh, Ramones are one of the 
pioneering punk bands that got started uh, in the early 70s. Uh, you know, I say punk, I'm talking about punk rock. It was, you know, an attack on the hippie movement. Then it was an attack on the prog rock uh, scene. And then it was an attack on corporate rock and an attack on disco. I mean, anti-establishment. Anti-establishment, anti-sophistication. It was, um, you know, you could probably, you know, like Velvet Underground, probably one of the early punk rock bands. I mean, when the Beatles were singing I Want to Hold Your Hand, they were singing a song about injecting heroin. You know, they were, you know, it's a little more about what's really going on rather than fluff and, you know, pop radio. Definitely not that. Uh, you know, bands like the Underground, MC5, and the Stooges, and the New York Dolls kind of laid the groundwork for what started happening in New York City in the 70s with Richard Hell and television and Patti Smith and the Talking Heads and the Dead Boys and Blondie, Rondi, uh, Ramones are right in there with them. Yep. Um, now, the Ramones, they all have Ramones' last name. It's not their, they're not brothers, they're not related. It's not even their not their, last not name. their Christian name. No, no. It's just um, anybody that was a member of the Ramones, regardless of your name, you became a you Ramon. became a Ramon. You, yeah, it was a stage name, I guess you could say. But this particular song, Bonzo Goes to Bitburg, um, was a song written by Jeffrey Ross Hyman, aka Joey Ramon, the lead singer, and um, Douglas Glenn Colvin, aka Dee Dee Ramon, who played bass, and uh, the producer uh, John Bavois. Now, this is probably the most serious song the Ramones ever released. I mean, they're known for songs like, uh, you know, uh, Blitzkrieg Bop, Rockaway Beach, Sheena is a punk rocker, The KKK Took My Baby Away, uh, Now I Want to Sniff Some Glue, and of course, you know, Rock and Roll High School, which is a title track to a movie I highly recommend seeing. Um, came out in 79, had PJ Souls and... Clint Howard, which is, you know, Clint Howard's, Ron Howard's, yep. Richie Cunningham's brother, you know, mm-hmm. he's always a B-movie right. uh, character, you know. Um, he was in, probably more people would know him for Waterboy. He was the uh, one that says, that was in the in the crowd. He was one of the fans. Like, one guy had buck teeth, the other one was bald. That was Clint Howard. He says, uh, hey, what? Guarantee watch this quarterback's going to throw a touchdown first play check it out and he throws an interception for pick six and he, he was cheering that he was right but you know obviously it wasn't right. the right team but I remember him I don't remember what movie it was there was some movie where he was arrested and in the back of a police car and it was some sort of comedy I can't remember what it was he's in a lot of movies yeah he's in a lot but there's there's some and he ends up like getting like whoever uh, kids that are in the car with him or whatever end up letting him go or something. And I just remember him talking his way out of why he should be let go to this, somebody that was riding along with the police officer who got distracted by something. I got you. Yeah. Well, Rock and Roll High School, though. Check it out. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fun movie. Okay. And it's got the Ramones. They're the, like the central band in this in this movie. But anyway, okay, back to the song. Um, now, it's a, it's a more serious matter as opposed to the usual fun stuff. Uh, it was a reaction song to uh, President Reagan visiting Pit- Bitburg, Ger- Germany uh, in 1985. It was supposed to um, co- commemorate the 40th anniversary of the end of World War II. A lot of people did not like the idea of Reagan doing this. The issue was, you know, basically uh, the Chancellor of West Germany wanted, um, wanted Reagan to visit a military cemetery 
Um, now, the problem with the cemetery is that there are many uh, Nazi SS officers buried there. Uh, the SS um, officers were in the Nazi party were considered to be like the criminal organization of the party. The White House press secretary at the time said the cemetery was, was held both U.S. and German soldiers, but it was soon discovered that it only had Nazi soldiers in it. Uh, the combination of the visit to the cemetery and the decision not to visit a concentration camp while he was in West Germany, uh, mainly they didn't visit the camp because out of fear of sparking any tensions right. between U.S. and West Germany. And that, you know, the Berlin Wall is still up. You know, it's the aftermath of World War II, the Cold War is still in your face at this time. So, you know, it's still a hot, hot, hot topic, very sensitive topic. Um, the planned visit caused a great deal of anger outside of Germany. Uh, U.S. Army officers and, of course, Hollywood celebrities, you know, spoke out uh, against the visit. Um, a Holocaust survivor and author, Elie Wiesel, who won the Nobel Peace Prize in '86 and witnessed the murder of his mom and little sister at Auschwitz, um, and his dad at, at Buchenwald, spoke out against it, saying, you know, basically, should you know, the president should be going. It, there were 53 senators, including 11 Republicans, signed a letter asking the president to cancel. 257 of the House of Representatives, including 84 Republicans, signed a letter, a letter urging the chancellor, chancellor to withdraw the invitation. Hmm. Uh, various, and the way the Ramones come into this is that Didi Ramon, um, you know, he watched all this happening on TV. He basically saw President Reagan's visit to the cemetery in Bitburg um, as a, of a parents of praise to one of, the, one of the most horrible regimes in history. Uh, Didi knew it was kind of a, like a I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine thing between two allies. Uh, but he didn't see the reason for anything Nazi to be involved. I mean, his lead singer is yeah. Jewish descent. Right. Um, so, you know, him and Joey got together and brought basically a protest against it. Uh, that's the idea of the song. I mean, there's lyrics in there, like, it says, you're a politician, don't become one of Hitler's children. Bonzo goes to Bitburg, and then he goes out for a cup of tea. As I watched it on TV, somehow it really bothered me. Drank in all the bars in town for an extended foreign policy. If there's one thing that makes me sick is when someone tries to hide behind their politics. So... It was, you know, some heavy stuff in there, and they're not known for being a political band. Well, yeah, I was, I was going to say that, you know, when I think of the Ramones, I think of that boppy, kind of, every, everything kind of feels like a good time, and this one, man, this was heavy. Yeah. I mean, even just, even the tone, because, you know, the Ramones, all other stuff kind of sounds the same. Um, it's very simple. But the tone of this song was even just heavy. It yeah. just, I don't know, it's... Much more epic than the usual, you know, you know, I, you know, not, I, you know, I want to be sniffing glue. I want to be sedated. Yeah, I want to be sedated. You know, um, the single was never released in the U.S. I, maybe out of sensitivity of the subject. Possibly. Um, I, I know it. Like the college radio stations had to get imports on it, hmm. um, but they did decide to release it on their follow-up album, the studio album that was done the year after. But they changed the Title name change. of the song, yeah. and that is mainly because Johnny Ramone, who, um, the guitarist, is um, now he was a pretty staunch conservative person. You know, he um, he didn't want any he didn't want to be caught up in that political stuff. Joey's 
liberal look, Dee's liberal look. He said, let's change. I want the, the song changed in order to be on the album to hanging upside. My brain is hanging upside down. Right. So they, you know, they had to agree to it to That's, get it on there. Yeah, that political stuff can cut both ways, man. It yeah. Can, it can get the message across that the, in, the intention of it, but man, it can also come back and bite you. Yeah. It, yeah. It, anytime you talk politics, you're, you're you're going to lose half your fan base. Yeah. Well, and I would say, I don't know if the right word is tolerant, but I would think, I think we're probably a lot more tolerant now of opposing viewpoints in music. Oh, it's maybe in music. Not in, Facebook. No, yeah, no, we're Facebook. So <laughs> yeah. But in music, I think you could write a song that expresses your opposition to something, um, and it would probably... And maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think, you know, back when this song was released and written and whatnot, definitely could not get away with that then. Well, the Ramones were trying, you know, they'd done the punk thing. They were they wanted to go more pop. They wanted to go more mainstream and, and really make some money. I mean, I don't know where I read it, what something about being ahead of your time always equals not making money off of it. Something along that lines. Okay. Yeah, you never cash in on being ahead of your time. It's it's. I've always maintained I'm ahead of my time. <clears throat> what? Really? That's a that's a subject you <laughs> can get into. Um, but I mean, they even went as far as to uh, hire Phil Spector, who's known for mm-hmm. the Wall of Sound. You know, he'd working with um, a lot of the uh, '60s uh, artists to try to catch that, get that pop feel into their songs. Didn't really work, and never they never really got over the hump with it. So if you're trying to get a new audience, you know, get political is a little, a little sensitive, right? Um, so that I think that was a problem Johnny Ramone was having with it. But you know, as far as uh, what I dig about the song, I just love the drum track. The drums is what is one of the. I mean, you think about um, you know the great songs, you know. When it comes to drums, when the levee breaks, Led mm-hmm. Zeppelin. Yep. Uh, you, you know what's the song by Rush? Um, Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. Um, oh, Baby O'Reilly. The Who. The Who. Uh, White Room. Cream. Um, Phil Rudd. Let There Be Rock. He's just a machine on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alex Stewart Copeland. Oh, please, yeah. Police, like Message mm-hmm. in the Bottle or something like that. Uh, no, this wasn't. Uh, this is one of the four drummers. What the heck was his name? Richie Ramone, I think it was. There were four drummers that played with him. Uh, let me. Yeah, Richie Ramone, and there was Tommy Ramone, Elvis Ramone, and uh, oh, I forget the other one. But anyway, yeah, the drums is what makes this great. Okay. Yeah. See, and I don't think about when I think about the Ramones, I think about that distinctive guitar tone. Marky Ramone. And the the. The, the pace of the song and just I don't I don't much think of the drums so it's interesting that that's what you pick up on oh yeah because I, I, like I said I think Ramones is just that guitar sound yeah well and to me the lead on it was drums normally it is the guitar that kind of drums yeah well you got Dee Dee with the one two three four which has nothing to do with the timing of the song that's why I always found hilarious about the Ramones right he'd just say one two three four and then it's, and, that, and it's, it's yeah that's, that's always been a running joke but this one, uh, John Beauvoir, the producer, just did a great job getting that, getting the drums to be the front yeah. sound on it. Right. Um, 
Another thing I like about it was the School of Rock movie. You, went, you and I went and saw that mm-hmm. in the theater. Um, there's only two songs that remember being like a central part of the. I mean, they play bits of songs, but you know, at the end they play ACDC's "As Long Way to the Top" and "Want to Rock and Roll." But in the middle, when they were going, when Jack Black was teaching them how to be a rock band, you know, the whole sequence of you know teaching them the one they, from front from start to finish they played this entire song in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always thought that was cool because then it gave us some gave Jack Black some real authenticity. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I just love it. It's a, it's a great get up and go song. Okay. Yeah, musically it's great. You get into the lyrics, you know, it's a whole different situation. But it's so for a, you, this is this is one that's uh, it's more about the music than it is the content of the lyrics. Yeah. Okay, I got yeah. you. But and you could hear, you can hear the lyrics, and you're like, okay, I, I could agree with that. It's a sensitive subject, but it's not what's driving the song for me. Right. It, it's gotcha. Just, yeah, it's just a, the wonderful drum tracks. Cool. That's it. That's it. Good. Anything outside of what we're doing here you want to talk about? I know we've talked about drive-ins and geese and ducks and Mountain Dews and stuff like that in the past. Uh, Every summer i got to have a concert, you know, and that's oh, it's one, scary that we're not going to have one. It's a complete thing. Yeah. Know? It's a one incomplete thing. I always love going to, like I had Rage Against the Machine was I was going to go over to St. Louis and see it yeah. in May, and it got postponed to like July 2021. Yeah, it's like you know I don't even know if I'm going to be alive then. You know, I, I thought about hanging on the tickets, but I was just like, no, it's a long time. That's a long time. That's too long to be holding out for sure. Yeah, a lot can change. A lot can change in a month. A lot can change in a year. I mean, I'd love to see Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, but, yeah, that's just that's too far out. Right. Maybe we put the band back together and start doing some backyard stuff, man. Maybe we maybe maybe we get our songs out, dust them off, and play for the neighborhood kids or something. Well, obviously, if neighborhood kids are listening to the music they're listening to, we're going to have to change the change the genre. Yeah, we're going to have tempo's going to have to change a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, and much more based on spoken rap. True, true. All right. Um, Man, all I'm gonna, the only thing I got on my mind this week is, for whatever reason, Mad Max Fury Road. And I love that movie. Wonderful movie. That's a great movie. I was talking to the boys, had some friends over the other day, and it was on, and one of them had said something something about it, and it was like, you know, have you never seen this? Yeah, I watch it. All they do is drive through that thing. It's like, man, oh, that's, that's the point. And it's to me, that's one of those movies I will, I can put on, turn the volume down, and work and do everything else, and just look up at every now and again. It's it's almost like it's not to drive; it's the why. Yeah, why they're driving. Yeah, I mean that's you're missing it. If you think yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, I know. I I politely scolded him and was like, "Dude, just just go, just sit down, and just watch it." And he was he wasn't into it. So, but there's a, there's a lot of history there. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like. You know, jumping in on Star Wars with uh, you know the Last Jedi or something. Right. Yeah. You, know, yeah, you don't know the history. The last movie yeah. they came out with. That's true. Um, yeah. It, 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 yeah. You can't be invested. Yeah. But no, it's for whatever reason, man. That thing's been sticking with me. It's just Fury Road, man. I love that movie. Oh, what's your like favorite point in the movie? 
as ridiculous as it sounds, I love that dude on the truck with the guitar. I knew you'd say that. Speakers. I just knew you'd say and that. And it, it's it's and what and what's fascinating about the movie too is I've done you know really little stuff things on the internet whatnot and I guess evidently they created backstories for all these crazy characters and people oh, yeah. that are in it. Yeah, there's there's backstories for all these. Well, I heard talk about a prequel for um, oh the lead female character. Oh, um, the Charlize. Their own, their own yep. yeah. I heard there was a prequel to her, okay. her backstory, yeah, for her, yeah, uh, a movie, full movie coming out. Yeah, but now that dude on playing guitar, yeah, that's <laughs> that's just cool, man. Just on the bungee cords, and it's it's that's right by it. Yeah, yeah, it's, they're if, all ridiculous. If somebody characters. if somebody was to say visualize your primary taste in music, that would be it. <laughs> <laughs> just that dude playing guitar and fire everywhere and just oh it's awesome constant speed metal yeah, yeah. it's just yeah and it's great and, and to me it's great that you know it's such a it, the movie's so much about driving that the characters evidently had enough sense to say look we're going to be chasing people through the desert the least we can do is put a band together right instead of everybody you know trying to sync up their iPads or cassette decks or whatever you got a live band playing while you're chasing somebody down that's badass yeah it kind of goes back to the idea of like the medieval tribes when they had yeah, the drums, the drums you know, yep so you could hear the thunder you know, uh-huh. coming for you yeah epic yeah that's yeah, awesome it matches that idea it's yeah. great good stuff yep. all right well thanks for listening every pod, every playlist tells a story podcast we're having fun doing this hoping feel like we're getting better feel like it's loosening up loosening up yeah. yeah kind of finding our way a little bit yeah i yeah. think so all right having fun all right talk to you later bye